Here we are. We are back for episode two of Red Letter Day. Let's get it going and let's be better for it. Here we go. Welcome back. It's good to be seeing everyone for, rather, it's good to be speaking to everyone here for episode two. This is a podcast. I don't really do much of seeing anybody, but regardless, this is episode two of Red Letter Day. I've been allowed back to make a second episode and I am excited for it. Not that anyone but me could stop me from making a second episode. It is my podcast, but you never know in this world. Things can be taken from you very quickly. Things can be given to you very quickly, but we're here. We're excited. Let's get going. I gotta start out by saying thank you to everyone who had so many positive things to say about episode one, from text messages to phone calls from friends to a few friends talking about it in the gym. I always appreciate the acknowledgement and I hope to make this podcast better and better as time goes along, not only for myself, but for you, the listeners as well. COVID gave us all so much time. It took a lot away from us. I do know that, trust me, but sitting indoors, locked up, it gave us time. Some more time than others, some less time than others, but with the time I was given, I wanted to develop a new skill coming out of this pandemic, and this cast is going to serve as that new skill. So stick around and you'll see improvement with each and every episode. So before we get into it today, I gotta sit here and address the Tim Peel situation. Besides focusing on bettering ourselves, I'll always discuss the news, what's going on with music, sports, pop culture, anything like that, and today I gotta sit with the sports discussion. I gotta talk about the NHL. I have to at least mention the audacity of the National Hockey League in this situation. So for those of you that don't know, Tim Peel, National Hockey League official, or I guess he's now a former NHL referee. I don't exactly know where we stand or where we're going to stand, but as of now, I believe he is fired. He is done. He does not. He is not a official. He is not an NHL official anymore. He's done. Earlier this week, Peel was refing a game between the Nashville Predators and Detroit Red Wings. And after giving a penalty to Nashville, I guess later in the game, he was discussing the penalty call with his partner, and he was caught on a hot mic saying this. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- penalty against Nashville early in the... Now, after I saw this, you know, I instantly go to the Bleacher Report, I go to Twitter, I go to Instagram, see what people were saying, and every person I've seen outside of the hockey world talk about this was absolutely outraged. You know, ESPN's picking up about it. ESPN just signed that new hockey deal, but... Besides that, when's the last time you go on ESPN and see them talking about hockey? You know, unless Barry Melrose is coming on, they're not talking about hockey. But this they had to pick up and talk about. People are saying, this ruins the integrity of the game. This is ridiculous. The refs are always trying to screw us and all of that. You know, as an ice hockey official myself, preference with, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm an NHL official. I'm not. But officiating at every level, it's the, it's the same I'd say the game speed's different, but officiating and game management, you have to be able to manage a game, and that's the same at every level. But the average fan doesn't know exactly as an official what this term game management is, which is why I think this whole situation, firing Peel, completely blown out of proportion by the NHL, just trying to save face and have a nice publicity stunt right here. Honestly, I have absolutely no problem with Tim Peel saying that. There's no problem with me, maybe... (laughs) Maybe him saying the F word and getting caught on a mic, yeah, maybe that's a problem, you know, 
family show. Some kids are listening, but besides that, nothing. No problem whatsoever. It's the idea of the makeup calls in the game, in the league, that I think shouldn't exist. But there are many officials who have that mentality, so there's no problem with that. I don't think officials should be having that mentality. But the problem is Peel just got caught saying what many officials think, and, and that's why he's going to be the scapegoat in the situation. But for me personally, I hate the idea of makeup calls. You know, if you don't know what that term means in the realm of sports, typically I'd say, you know, all sports really, the NHL, MLB, NFL, NBA, it's the idea of a makeup call is you make a bad call earlier in the game on Team A, so don't go out of your way to make another bad call on Team B later in the game to quote-unquote even it up. You know, then both teams are going to hate you as an official if they don't hate you already. But there are many officials at the youth and pro level in all sports that do have this mindset. Oh, I called that a strike. It was really a ball. Let me call this ball a strike. You can't be doing that. That ruins your credibility as an official. You'd be hard-pressed to find me an official who never had this mindset, at least for a split second during a hockey game. But it's tough. You know, it's tough to just say that you can't say that and you can say that. In reality, if you're running the NHL officials, if you're the head of the NHL officials, yeah, you guys can't be saying that on the ice. You know, so the only problem I have with the whole thing is Tim Peel saying this and getting caught on a hot mic. If he said this and nobody knew about it, no problem. If I was the only one who knew about it, nobody else, no problem with what he said. I believe he even said this in some sort to the Predators bench at some point like that. But there are guys in the NHL, a lot of you know players are outraged because you have all the players who hate the officials and think they're out to screw them. But then you have some players in the league, you know, who are on the ball and realize like, hey, you know, that the officials are doing a job. They're trying to do the best job they can. And they have their own intricacies of running the game. So, like I said, no problem with Tim Peel saying this. It's just the fact that he got caught on a mic saying this. But it's 2021. You gotta sit back and watch what you say, my man. You can't say anything nowadays without somebody else hearing it, especially if all the players are going to be mic'd up. And especially now, with arenas, if there's, let's say, 15 to 20% capacity, there's noise in these buildings, but there's not a ton of noise. So when you say something, it's getting picked up. You know, I don't know if the fans are going to hear it, but a microphone's going to catch it, and it's going to be on a broadcast. So I have a problem with that. But the biggest problem with the whole situation is that the NHL actually fired Peel for this. The guy. He's 54 years old, all right? He's refed in the league for years. I believe over 20 years he's been in the league. And he even announced he was retiring at the end of the NHL season, which is, it's March, you know, a month from now. I think the end of April. If he was going to do playoffs, he'd be done by June. But, you know, he didn't have much time left. So what are you going to do? You're going to fire him to set precedent? Use Tim Peel as an example? Uh, it's a bad move, in my opinion. If you're going to make an example out of someone, it's the new guy, the fresh rookie. Don't make an example out of the guy who has worked for your league for over 20 years. Come on. Show some loyalty to your guy. So, Tim Peel, you've been canceled. Totally canceled. You're done. That's it. Another Add another man to the canceled list. Add an NHL official to the long list of people who have been canceled. OJ isn't canceled, but this this guy is. OJ is not canceled, but we're going to cancel Tim Peel. He's done. Fired. Come on. You know, by the way, with that, the fact that I scroll through TikTok and Instagram and see OJ posting videos is absolutely insane to me. OJ getting his COVID vaccine. OJ wearing a Pat Mahomes jersey. Hey, Twitter world. It's me, OJ Mahomes. <laughs>
I'm sorry, you know, I just, every every single time I hear that audio, I absolutely crack up. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I just, you know, this video, this video is posted on social media. It's just getting thousands and thousands of likes. You know, if I could, I would probably just end the episode right there. Just call it a day. Just stop. And I think that would totally be fine. You know, OJ's running around Vegas. He's yelling, yeah, buddy. Rob Gronkowski shouting out OJ on his Instagram story. It, it's insane. This guy is a pop culture icon, and he's not freaking canceled. I guess just some people, you know, have canceled him, but overall, he's still out and about running around Nevada. He's running around Vegas. You know, if I find this insane, I can't imagine how those of you who live through primetime Bronco chasing OJ feel. All these people getting canceled today, and OJ's getting thousands of... I don't even know what he's doing. You know, he's getting thousands of hits on social media in 2021. It's a crazy freaking world, man. It's a crazy world. With that, you know, let's put OJ and Tim Peel to the side here. You know, if you if you have a bingo sheet that says OJ and Tim Peel in the same column in 2021, please let me know. We're going back to that bingo sheet, man, because a lot of the things I've been talking about, you're not getting on there. But if you did, congrats, man. Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. But let's reel it in now. And I want to get to the topic of today's episode that I wanted to talk about. It's a little bit off the beaten path in the minds of many people, I believe. But the topic, it's how we can get through the tough times in life that hit us hard, hit us extremely hard throughout the course of our lives. The COVID pandemic is a prime time example of this. You know, it's drastically changed the way we live our lives, including mine. I'm no different. If you told me in February of 2020 what my life would be like in March of 2021, I would have said you were nuts. You know, I thought I knew what my life would look like a year later, but, you know, one thing I've learned from even my friends and other videos I've seen and other people is that, man, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could plan your tomorrow and one thing could happen and everything changes. So you got to live, you just got to live day to day and keep on grinding. But hey, you know, life, life is absolutely crazy. And with that craziness, both positive and negative things are going to arise. A lot of the time we don't see these negative things coming. Most of the time they come when we least expect it to. And I could easily say that usually these bad things, you know, they they pile on top of each other. They come at usually the worst times and it doesn't get much better. But you got to figure out how to mitigate these, how to get rid of these. You know, mitigating the toughness life throws at us, it's hard to do. And usually it takes something good happening to lessen or eliminate the effects of that negativity that's plaguing us on a daily, daily basis basis. That's all well and good, but you can't just use the good things in your life to cover the bad things. They can replace the bad things, sure. If you can manage that, that is good. That is how you should go about things. But a lot of us, and I see it, and I do it myself sometimes, but we use the good things just to cover up the bad, to suppress the bad inside of us. You can't simply just hide the bad. If you do that, It's going to creep its way back into the spotlight and you're never going to deal with it head on. The good won't last to hide the bad. And at the same time, you got to know the bad won't last to cover the good. It's possible that you may have heard this before, but this is the God's honest truth. In order to fully appreciate what you have in front of you or with what life has blessed you with, you have to accept that all good things are going to come to an end. That's why they're so special. And with that same mindset, you have to believe that all bad things will end. That's why they become so manageable. The good things in life, they don't stay forever. 
I'm sure we are all aware of that. I'm sure we have all experienced that. So that's why living in the moment is so important. It's the one of the most important things you could do is live in the moment. I like to talk about working hard. I like to talk about looking towards the future. But while you're looking towards the future, you got to live in that moment. There's a balance there that you have to find. Sure, school and work are important. Ask, Like I just said, ask anybody who knows me. Those have always been and will always be at the top of my priority list until I have my own family. And at that point, then priorities change. But until that point, school and work. You set yourself up now for your future. You work hard now so you don't have to later. Having both school and a career or work, whatever, career work, same thing, having both it leads to your source of income for the rest of your life. You have to build that foundation. Cash is king, baby, you know? Quoting my main man, Ted DiBiase here, but everybody's got a price. And for some people, that price associated with your education and your career, it might come at the expense of spending time with your friends now. And if you can't figure out that balance later in life, that price is going to come at the expense of your family. And that's that's a fear of mine. You can't... That's a fear of mine for not only... Not even myself... But for other people when I see it. It's when I see it in others. Yes, your schooling is important. Yes, having a job is important. Money doesn't fall out of the sky, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure I'm sure your parents have told you that plenty of times, and I'm just reiterating that fact for you. But you have to take a step back, have your fun, give yourself a break, enjoy the little things. And personally, since I've started doing that, I felt like a better overall individual once I adapted this mindset. Lessons learned along the way, sure. And I don't forget anything I've learned along the way. I don't forget the people who have taught me those lessons, even if they are no longer in my life. The lessons that are here will always be here. You can't lose those lessons. If you forget the lessons you've learned along the way, you're simply not taking advantage of what is being put in front of you. In the same token, going back to what I said, I do always say you have to look towards the future for yourself. Live in the moment, but you got to work towards that future. You got to put the work in. You got to hit the books, hit the gym, hit the road on your way to bettering yourself. We all have our maximum potential. You know, we all have that maximum. We all have a minimum, but we all have that maximum at the same time. Both exist. But how do we know what our maximum potential is? You know, is it written down in a book? It's not put on our it's not put on our birth certificate. It's not given to us in school. You know, you got to keep pushing the envelope. You'll never know what your future can hold if you never try, if you never hit that maximum. Like I said, you can have your fun. I'm not saying you can't. I believe in it. Having fun with your friends, your family, your spouse, it's the greatest feeling in the world. You know, I've seen it. I see it with people. People enjoy it. It's the greatest thing you can do. Having fun with your kids. Nothing better than it. But it might sound like a contradiction in and of itself because I'm always stressing the importance of working your ass off. But living in the moment is just as important as living towards your future. So which is it? You might be sitting here being like, well, Nick, which one, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? Look towards the future or live life one day at a time? Well, I'll sit here like Einstein and tell you it's both. You know, life is like a bicycle. You got to keep moving forward to maintain that balance. Maintain the balance of working towards a goal and giving time back to yourself, your friends, your family. Work hard, but don't take yourself or life too seriously for that matter. Live in the moment. Take that break. School or work, your career, it's going to be there when you get back. It's not going anywhere. You know, but the memories you fail to make because you're consuming yourself, those, 
Those will not come back. They will be gone forever. When you're a parent and you're away from your kids and you miss their first steps, their first word, you don't get those back. You know, those don't come back. But if you were there for that, you know, your job's still going to need you, man. You know, they're going to need you when you come back. You can be replaced very, very easily in most careers. What you can't be replaced in is in your family, in your friend group. You got to stick to them and know where that balance lies. Now, the same goes here for the bad times in your life, the tough times, the times where you get out of bed in the morning and feel like there is no purpose in even getting out of bed. How do we get through the bad days? You know, it's tough. There isn't one straight answer. I don't have a straight answer for this. I don't think many of you do as well. How can you get through a bad day when that bad day lingers for days, weeks, months, and you see no end in sight? It's a tough thing. You know, there are times I've experienced it, but with COVID and everyone being locked up inside, things being closed, I've experienced it a little bit more myself, but I've been able to fight through that just from experience. But I've seen more and more people struggling with this throughout their daily lives. Trust me, if everything in your life is not okay at this moment, it's not the end for you. You've got a lot to look forward to. Your life is like a book. You know, it's a book I've heard. I'm sure you've heard that before. I've heard many people say that either on YouTube, on other talk shows, on other podcasts, but your life is like a book. Some pages are going to be darker than others. Some pages are going to be less filled than others. Some pages are going to be more filled than others. But once you turn that page in your book to the next chapter, there is no changing that page. It's in the past. It's over. Done. Move on. I've never had trouble turning the page in the chapters of my life. But some people, you know, you even me, sometimes you get caught looking back. Gotta look forward. What you can change in that book are those future pages. What is written on those pages, those future pages, that's entirely up to you. You can't change pages 4, 5, and 6 once you're on page 7, but you can change pages 8, 9, 10, 100, 200, 300. Those pages are not a part of your story just yet. Because of that fact, those early pages in your book can look and sound vastly different than the latter pages. And like I said, the best part of that is is that that is entirely up to you. Those future pages are not up to your friends. They're not up to your parents. They're not they're not up to people who you consider your friends. You know, it's up to you. Your life, I got I got to sit here and say this, you know. Your life isn't going to be like the Harry Potter series. You know, I just watched it. It's in my head. Been to Universal, but it's in my head. It's not going to be like that. You're not going to get seven or eight books, whatever the book number is, with seven or eight movies. I know one's more than the other, but you know what I'm trying to say. You're not going to have those seven books about your life, those seven movies about your life. If you're lucky, you know, if you're a lucky individual, you'll get the opportunity to write a nice little autobiography when you're rich and famous, when you're running your own company, when you're Elon Musk, when you're Dave Portnoy. You know, you'll be writing something and hey, good for you. You made it. That was your goal. You made it. That autobiography, you get a choice with that. You can write a nice, solid book telling about your life, helping others be on the same level as you. You could do that. Or you can choose to write absolute crap 
<laughs> shows that you became a sellout Hollywood superstar. Like I said, totally up to you. And maybe with that, maybe you'll get a movie about your life, you know? But there's only certain people that get movies made about their lives. It's either A, you did something morally right throughout your life, known as Mr. Rogers, Mr. Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, or B, you did something morally wrong. Let's go with Wolf of Wall Street. You know, like I said, both ways you get a movie, but you're remembered for different things. Either way, you're on the big screen, bud. You made it. In all seriousness with that, you are in total control of what your life jour life's journey looks like. What your book looks like. What your movie's going to look like. You can have that morally right movie or that morally wrong movie. Or you can live right down the middle. Like most of us are. That cookie cutter. We're going to be in our living life. We're going to have our families. Those middle class families. That's going to be most of us. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's exactly what I want. Some people may not want it. Some people, like me, probably do want it. But if you know what your life journey looks like, you control it. Don't let others control that for you. Sure, others, you know, they might put a wrinkle in your plans, but you got to move forward. You know, one person I love, and I actually posted him on Instagram, you know, Gary V, one of my favorite guys to listen to. He's my man. My man, Gary V, loves to say, he says, you know, something along the lines of that there are so many people in your life that in the end, they'll give you nothing in return. You could, you could shell out all of what you need towards that person, and in the very end, you get nothing back. You know, not everyone is going to be there for you when you need them or want them. You can't let these people affect your journey. Don't waste your time and energy. Yes, those people may be a page in your story. Maybe they're a chapter in your story. But once that page turns... Don't let them linger throughout your story, affecting the way you write the rest of your life. There's no time to waste, so don't waste it on things or people you can't control. You know a life that you want, go get the life that you want. That's how you mitigate and manage the bad times. Think about where you want to be in the future, think about how you're going to get there, and aim towards that life, while at the same time, living in the moment and enjoying every second of your day. That's how you get through the tough times. That's how you balance the good with the bad and keep that bike moving. And if you can do that, my friends, you'll be able to manage a lot more than you think you can. Trust me on that. And with that, that wraps up episode two of Red Letter Day. Be sure to tell your friends if you enjoy listening to the podcast, get them to tune in. Maybe they could use some of this to their advantage. But if you didn't enjoy the podcast, tell your friends, you know, have a discussion about it. Just make sure to tell somebody for me, all right? Make sure to subscribe to Red Letter Day on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you do listen to your podcast. And definitely be sure to follow at Red Letter Day Podcast on Instagram for some more great content posted daily. Uh, once again, you know, keep pushing through those tough times, my friends. What is often on the other side of that door, it's going to leave you pleasantly surprised. You know, I'm just going to leave you with that. It will. And when I see that you made it through that door, I'll be smiling just as big, if not bigger than you are. Because one thing I love more than my own success is seeing good, genuine, hardworking individuals that surround me succeed even more. Keep pushing, my friends. So for now, those are my takes. Love them or hate them. I'm going to keep making them. Stay safe, and I'll see you on the flip side.